Chapter 11 Clouds and Changes Lewis traversed down the stairs, the metal door sliding back closed as if on its own, but he smiled to himself as he heard the clang. The past three months had taught him, David, and Sarah about a lot of their abilities, some of which, like an affinity for controlling metal, had helped them build the core. The basement was spacious enough to make basically an entire training arena for the three friends. It had taken a couple of weeks to build to get the technology that they would need to test their limits. There were a few broken punching bags still in the dumpster. But as they all worked together, they discovered quite a bit. While all of them had the same powers, each appeared to have different strengths in a certain area. As Lewis continued to ponder this, he reached the bottom of the staircase and saw Sarah already standing near the very large computer, dressed in her uniform. She stared at the screen intently, a map of their city present on the monitor. Find anything? Sarah turned and smiled, reaching out her hand as Lewis clasped it. No, not yet. I know David created this computer so we could find the highest rate of crime, but I still can't seem to read it very well. At least, not like he was reading it yesterday. Yeah, he can explain it more when he gets down here. You guys ready yet? No, you've still got to explain this whole thing to us. You're the one most adept at electronics here, Power Surge. Hey, hey, no hero names yet. We've got one more stop before our first outing, patrol, whatever you want to call it. You're not even in your costume, dude. It takes like three seconds, man. Fine. David approached the computer. This is a map of the city. It shows where the most crime is concentrated and at what time of day. But this is just a general idea. What we're really going to do is tap into the police radios with the earpieces I made. It's all under control. Now get changed, man. All right, all right. Give me a few. Lewis sauntered over to the glass case that held his uniform. He had given a lot of thought to what his costume should look like, as well as his name. We all have, really, I guess. Well, no guessing about it. David had wanted to play his strengths with magnetism and electronic manipulation, and chose to make his threads armor-like. Crafted from silver, the highest conductive metallic material, and diamagnetic, the form-fitting metal had grooves that trailed along each limb, concentrating in the chest that made his symbol glow. David had decided on the name Power Surge and designed his symbol to be an exclamation point, with electrical arcs curving around it and a cylindrical helmet hid his face. Sarah had settled on something more modern, fitted in a bright white shirt with a red lightning design on it and purple designer jeans. Sarah capped it off with a domino mask and a red leather jacket. She had named herself Sprite, like the red, captivating, upper atmospheric lightning. Lewis had taken considerably longer to figure out what he had wanted. He eventually had decided to go for a mostly modern look as well. Though David had joked that his color scheme was definitely loud on purpose. Lewis smiled to himself and put on his uniform. Clad in white jeans and a blue long sleeve shirt that fit snugly over his muscular frame, the unique pattern of a long trail of lightning began at the right ankle of the jeans 
just over the royal blue combat boots. The bolt was blue as well and traveled up the leg to the waist, changing to white as it met with the same pattern on the shirt, finishing over his left shoulder. A gray jacket fell over the shirt, flowing just past his waist, and to cover his face he had a white and blue mask, exposing only his pupils, spiked hair, mouth, and chin. The name, though, had come a little bit easier. Ionic. Huh. Probably should make sure I enunciate so people don't think I mean iconic. The smile across his face grew wider as he joined his friends, all dressed for action. And our team. Voltage. Flying out of the core and into the sky, the team only had to go a short distance before arriving at the Salire residence. Maybe we should go on the back way. Mom, Dad, we're here. You're here? What do you mean you're here? I didn't even hear you guys pull in. What? What the heck are you wearing? We wanted to tell everybody at once, but the short answer is, there are uniforms. Eh, uh, all right then, come on in. Clark, Lucy, and Sarah's Aunt Isabel and Uncle Mark sat at the table, all giving confused looks as they saw the three friends. So, we know this looks a little weird, but the short of it is, oh no, 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 no. You come in looking like this. You're going to have to start from the beginning, and you're going to have to leave nothing out. Yeah, there's no way we're taking the short version of this story. The trio nodded and started from the beginning, per the family's request, and demonstrated a couple of their abilities in the middle. Mark was the first to speak up. So, how is this supposed to be possible? Are you telling me that you just got struck by lightning and you got powers, but just the lightning part? Doesn't cut it for me. We don't have all the answers, I'm afraid, but I have a feeling some of it has to do with the peak project. That part doesn't really matter anyway. I think the real question is something you've already answered. Is what you're going to do about it now, now that you have these powers. And why would you want to do something like that? Why not? That's awesome. I mean, it is really dangerous. I mean, yeah, it's dangerous, but they could have been agents for the CIA. Plus, they basically went against the playbook and told us from the beginning so that they wouldn't have to be sneaking around doing secrets or protecting us from sort of secret danger that we would be able to protect ourselves from anyway. Not only do I appreciate that, but I appreciate their stewardship. I mean, any other outcome would be not only a waste, but irresponsible. We've always raised you to be good examples, so I don't see why it would change now. I can't think of any better examples than to be actual superheroes, as weird as that is for me to say out loud. I mean, that's still pretty surprising that you guys kind of jumped on board with it so quickly, but maybe you've seen enough weird stuff in your line of work to not be as surprised. I think you'd be surprised to know how much we wouldn't be surprised. Now, you look like you're ready for action, but you might want to eat first, so have a seat and let's continue this conversation. Well, 
I think that went better than any of us expected. That was pretty great. Now, we gotta get busy. Flying from the Salire house back to the city, Lewis, Sarah, and David activated their miniature police scanners, listening intently for a crime. The team looked at each other and nodded, rocketing to their destination, arriving just as the police cars pulled up. Before any of the officers could protest or even know what was going on, the friends hovered down and calmly walked through the doors. Alright, good thing we worked out a hostage situation plan during our training. Didn't want a first test run of that to be our first outing, but I guess we really don't have another choice. Hey, 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 what the heck are you doing? I said nobody gets in this bank unless we get the money and our vehicle. What are you wearing, you freaking piece of- Actually, we're here to discuss your surrender. Everybody raise your hand if you give up. David used his magnetism, jerking the criminal's guns upward, causing their hands to follow suit. Well, that was easy. But I actually think maybe you should change your mind. It sounds like so much more fun to beat the justice into you. With a twitch of David's hand, the hold on the guns was released, and the robbers opened fire. David held his hand out, stopping the bullets mid-air, and cut the lights. Sarah put a force field around the hostages, illuminating the room only slightly, while Lewis powered up, the electricity making the fear on the thugs' faces clearly visible. Actually, I'm more focused on the fear that they've instilled on everybody else over here. People who were just here at the wrong place at the wrong time. So afraid they're not leaving alive that they were at the mercy of these criminals, waving a piece of metal like they're in charge. I can smell the sweat, the money, the fear. No more. It's time for a change. David, Sarah, and Lewis all shot a beam of electricity at each thug, knocking them against the walls and rendering them unconscious leaving one criminal remaining. I suppose now you're about ready to ask who we are and why we're doing this. Well, let me tell you, since this time I'm prepared, we're justice. The crook swung at Lewis, who nimbly dodged the blow, following with a strike of his own to the face. We're people who are tired of seeing the world lose hope, no longer standing by and watching as idiots like you take whatever they want, whenever they want, and keep hurting innocent people. The rogue got up and threw another punch, which Lewis caught as he hovered, still eye to eye. We are Voltage, and we're going to make hope course through this world instead of fear. One more blow from Lewis knocked the thief out cold, and David turned the power back on, with Sarah deactivating the force field. How was that, lady? Honestly, perfect. And really, really hot. As the freed customers ran out, the cops burst into the bank, drawing their guns on the heroes. Don't move! Officers! This voice came from behind the policemen, followed by the clicking of high heels echoing against the marble interior of the bank. A woman, mid-forties in a red dress, held a microphone, with a cameraman trailing behind her. Stacy Nile, News Channel 137. 
You know you're threatening the group that stopped the robbers, right? Ma'am, we still don't know who these people are or what- And I'm just about to interview them. Please just let me have my story. You can see they mean no harm to you or anyone else, do you? Nope, we're just here to help. We get to be on TV? Gotta be careful how we answer any questions, hero. It's too easy to be taken out of context, especially these days. You're absolutely right, lady. Wise as serpents, gentle as doves, right? Hi, Stacy. Lewis ceased his hovering. Why, thank you so much, darling. All right, Steve. Tell the station to go live to us in three, two... Stacy and I are here with the three people who have stopped the bank robbery and hostage situation on 85, on 85th and 2nd. This team easily secured the innocent bystanders and incapacitated the four thieves. Stacy turned to the friends and continued. These three seem to have used... What? What was it you did exactly? I mean, it looked like lightning was coming out of your hands, but seriously. No, that's right, Stacy. We have certain abilities of electricity that we use to stop the crime. David powered up and let the electricity flow around him, and Sarah and Lewis followed suit. Well, you seem pretty at ease with electricity coming from your bodies like that. Have you always been this way? What happened? Who are you? Why are you here? We are Voltage. I am Ionic. I am Sprite. And I am Power Surge. And we haven't always been this way, no. But that's a longer story that we don't have time for right now. What we can tell you is that we've noticed the world is losing hope very fast. And it feels so divided and confused with all the stuff going on in the economy, the workplace, the world. There's almost no hope in the eyes of most people. And we wanted to protect it and inspire it because we believe that when people have inspiration, they can help change things. So that's our mission. Lewis hovered once again, prompting another gasp from Stacy and the cameraman to be the light in the darkness, to serve, protect, to lead and shine. Wow. You certainly have proven that anything is possible, Voltage. I think it's going to take me a minute to... Stop being in shock, but thank you for the save and for letting me ask you some questions. Do you have time for some more? Not at this time, I'm afraid. We're actually picking up another situation happening across town, but perhaps another time. Goodbye! The three flew out of the bank and found a crowd outside applauding them as they journeyed towards their next destination. Well, that is a very interesting story, Voltage, if you manage to stick to it. Agent Chelsea Insel, confirmation code 30119. Agent Insel. Director Fogg. 
I have a new assignment for you. And just when I was so close to closing up my last one. Yes, I'm sure you are very disappointed. But this one comes as a higher priority. You see, we have been informed of an anomaly that is going to attract a lot of attention. Our surveillance devices in the Slire household yielded some interesting issues, and we need you to keep an eye on them. On our own agents, sir? No. On their children. Just watch the news in about 30 minutes. And you'll see what I mean. Well, this show will keep me busy from my previous assignment, won't it? But it is what I get paid for, so I guess I'll be doing as you say, Director Bob. Yes, you will. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode or the series in general, please rate us, follow us, and share it with someone you think will also enjoy it. Until then, we'll see you in two weeks for the next chapter.